Extra Hot Great TV Cop Special. This is the Extra Hot Great TV Cop Special, which is episode 48 for the week of October 27th, 2014. I am No Nonsense Captain David T. Cole, and I'm here with Natural Police Sarah D. Bunting. The fuck did I do? <laughs> and eminent retiree Tara Ariano. We call it the Live Forever. <laughs> Uh, thank you all for coming, being on time for once for Roll Call. We're going to go around and uh, check in on some of our cases, uh, our various beats here at the TV police station. And uh, I guess I will brief you all first. I'm here in my in- capacity as ration cop. Uh, last night as we record this, um, the season finale of The Nick aired. And um, the- when we started talking about this special Here's where I, I drop the pretense that I'm a cop. <laughs> now it's just me. Um, we, uh, we They just aired an episode where um, Nurse Elkins had stolen a box of, like, the last liquid cocaine in New York, apparently, and run out of the German hospital. So she brings it over to Thack, and then he shoots himself up, self up obviously, because he's a junkie. And then he shoots her up in her vagina, basically. <laughs> then they have sex. And I, I got me to thinking, first of all, wh- why? And then second of all, that's the only box of cocaine in New York. You got to ration that shit. Don't be sharing that with her. She's not a junkie. You got to look after yours. And it made me realize because that I, he turned a box of cocaine into a cocaine box. Ah, yes, <laughs> he did. Um, but the reason that I find it stressful, one of the many reasons that I find it stressful to watch post-apocalyptic stuff is that the idea of stuff running out is extremely stressful to me. And that's why I find it hard to watch like The Walking Dead or Lost because, you know, there's a finite amount of stuff. You can't just go to the store to buy more. When you're shooting zombies, where are you going to get more bullets, guys? There's only so many that you can reasonably get your hands on. Is anyone else weirded out when people on TV seem to act like they have a bottomless bag of whatever supplies they need? Because usually they don't. Yes, I am weirded out by that. (laughs) Thank Um, you. I also spend a lot of time uh, thinking about, like, where and when people are going to (laughs) poo. So, In the post-apocalypse or in general? In general. Well, yeah, in general, Mm -hmm. actually. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm pooing right now. Wow. I'm pooing right now. Um, but I, I do spend a lot of time thinking about that. Like on 24, I would always be like, you know, if he can heave a van in three minutes, that you know, without he doesn't get a newspaper in the hair, like <laughs> short commercials. But then something like The Walking Dead, in particular, like clearly, you know, uh, Terrence Howard levels of uh, backdoor hygiene are. Are not happening, but I think about that, that it's like, I would go to the, like, dry pantry first in Mm -hmm. any abandoned house Mm -hmm. and get the toilet paper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. You're just walking, you're just got, like, crazy levels of, like, you you, you run strings through the middle of all the toilet paper rolls you can find, and you're, like, you got, like, a Kevlar suit of toilet paper. Like the Michelin man. Totally. Yeah, it would just be, like, the Michelin woman or, like, Mrs. Stay Puft. Can we back up a second? You have to explain that reference you just made. Terrence, Terrence, whatever. Oh, Terrence Howard? You don't know about this? No. 
there was a rumor that's I don't know. I find it pretty credible because he seems. I don't like think a creep. it was a rumor. I think he was quoted like in L magazine. Oh my god, you're places. right. There was. It was an interview where that he gave where he explained. Like I don't even remember how it came up that they <laughs> asked him about it, but he <laughs> insists that ladies that he keeps time with uh-huh. um, use baby wipes. Oh, okay. so that they can keep the area clean to his satisfaction. Ah, charming. This from someone who named his daughter Heaven. Yeah. Um, speaking about Heaven Howard. Speaking about characters going poo. Yes, Dave. Uh, we've gotten off the rails so quickly on this episode, and I kind of love it. <laughs> so I guess I'm also poo cop in addition to my other. Oh, we are all co- poo cop today. <laughs> I'm co- bro uh, oh, cop. <laughs> I remember having a very long conversation with my friend John up in Canada about the. Uh, poo situation in star trek the next generation which devolved into this whole thing where we figured out that the ultimate star trek prank is to uh teleport to beam your poo directly out of your system into some front of somebody's door so they wake up in the morning shh oh come on guys not again (laughs) it'd be a whole episode of like who's who's the starfleet pooper Mm -hmm. yeah so spoiler alert that's how we spent my college days it's number two Oh, oh no, number one. Number one. I ruined the joke. No, number two works. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. he was called number one. Number one doing number two. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dave. Oh, okay. Uh, um, FX Overreach Cop at your service. Oh, interesting. Um, FX Overreach Cop reminds you not to be scared of not doing something. <laughs> I'm uh, looking at you, uh, American Horror Story, often with the heads. <laughs> Some scenes works very well. Other mm-hmm. scenes, I, I think I can see the heads sort of like moving around independently they're not anchored to the same bone structure on the body well to be fair we were we've been watching rough cuts those are not yeah but still well but yes yeah but i i the most recent one i did watch the air version and uh dirk birth really compared it to i forget the character's name but it's mike wazowski's girlfriend with all the many snake heads yes and um monster zank and Uh he compared the motion to Uh like the way they're always kind of like waving undulating yeah Um, yeah, I think like in some instances, the effects works usually on the close up shots, but then when they do, oddly enough, I would have thought it'd be the other way around, but the shots where it's wider, where the, the whole character can be seen are often the ones that give it away more. Um, I don't know why that is, but maybe, you know, somebody can say, look, the ones that we close up are working, the ones that are far away are not. So mm-hmm. let's, you know, change the, you know, the, uh, cinematography to match, but. Whatever, what do I know? Other uh, offenders include The Strain, which the pilot had some of the worst effects in recent memory. It was seriously like um, that weird middle ground between the death of the Harryhausen era and the rise of the Jurassic Park CG era, where they weren't quite sure exactly what to do when. And they had such a wide mix of things where one was obviously like, you know, a Tentacle, rubber tentacle cover over a pipe cleaner and some guy's just wiggling it out of his mouth. And then other ones where it's just like, you know in CG where they can never quite match shadows, right? So like you got a dark scene but the CG's like a little too, like the shadows are a little too brown, not quite black mm-hmm. enough or something like that. You know, like it's sort of a bad green screen effect sort of look. A lot of that in the strain. Um, I would say about 40 to 50% of the blood uh, effects in The Walking Dead don't work they're very fake they're the wrong color they sort of don't dance around the body like you would expect a squib to do for instance squibs we know how to use squibs squibs work use squibs that's you not know? a that's not fx's fault but yes your point is taken walking dead is on amc 
Uh, yeah, I was wondering, are FX. we talking about FX, the channel? Oh, oh. I thought you meant to FX. Because FX all the examples sh- you're using are for the channel. They were at oh, first. FX. Special effects. Come on, guys. Uh, that make, makes more sense now. <laughs> Basic uh, jargon understanding cop. We're all guilty. Because when you said it, I thought you were going to no. say FX overrun cop, which is also a problem that FX, the channel, has where none of their shows actually ends in no. the hour. To rewind, we're talking about special FX. Thank you. Uh, and the uh, most egregious sort of recent offender of this is the non FX show. <laughs> Uh, BBC America's show uh, Orphan Black and the oh Orphan dear. Black clone dance party, yeah. which was yeah. just rightly defeated on uh, mm-hmm. previously TV's uh, King of Disparate TV Things Mountain. Terrible. Tony, Terrible man. overreach. So bad. And as somebody said, I don't know if it was somebody on the forums or uh, one of us here or one of our writers, which was the greatest Canadian effects company <laughs> overreach in recent memory. And it's true. It really stressed the bounds of Canadian movie technology mm-hmm. to uh, make uh, six people uh, dance in the uh, in the same room. And it did not work. So it, FX yeah. Overreach Cop says, uh, know your limits, play within it. Another one from this week as we record this, and a, and a constant one, is Scandal, trying to make us think that we're at whatever L.A. backlot they're shooting in is D.C. with horrible green screenery that's like, oh, they're just sitting in front of the Capitol. Mm-hmm. No, no, they're not. Yeah. Sarah? Um... I would like to t- I would like to put on my fake product cop hat. <laughs> yes. Um the worst offender that I can think of just off the top of my head is Law and Order SVU mm. in a notoriously terrible episode called Avatar mm-hmm. or Avatarable <laughs> where uh you have various <laughs> online properties such as Face Space yep. and their Second Life equivalent uh another universe Y O U universe uh talk about terrible special effects also like that's some like pre Toy Story like lawnmower man level avatar work. <laughs> nice reference. It looks like the Lego, I don't even know, not even the Lego movie, like the Lego pamphlet. It's like they're so blocky and terrible. Like, it's the Lego no, CG flipbook. Yeah, like, it has to be gross, but aren't people supposed to be, you know, bopping it to these characters? Yeah. Like they, they look like they're made from cardboard. Anyway. <laughs> The internet's got the something for Chester Lake, who is made from cardboard. <laughs> yeah. But I don't understand why. I mean, I do understand why they have to, they have to make up um, property names in some cases. But I also don't think it's totally necessary, especially when often in the same thing, they're like, oh, it's like Facebook, but it's totally not. Yeah. Like, we get it. Facebook didn't pay for a placement. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I often, I, I really want to interview somebody who handles the right releases and or slash. I, mean, I don't know how closely they work with the flip side of it, which is product placement acquisition people. But at some point, like you know, I wish I knew the divided line between that, where they could go with Facebook but don't, or whether they couldn't go with Facebook and wanted to. Right. Because I feel like some directors would be like, I really would like something in the real world because when we talk about facing pamphlet or whatever it really takes me out of the story (laughs) Mm -hmm. that actually came up it comes up this week as we record this the episode will air tonight of the chair Mm -hmm. um the two directors reality show on stars that uh there's a scene where the one character says the word facebook like three times 
And the one producer is like, can we just not say it so many times? And the director thinks it's because they don't have like clearance to say it. But she's like, actually, it's just that you've it's like redundant. Like you've said the phrase a bunch of times and then they get in an argument about it where nothing (laughs) is really resolved. But it was sort of an interesting issue that he's like, you know, fuck Facebook. Like, we'll cut it out later. And she's like, it's not about Facebook having a problem with it. I think it's badly written. So, And at what point is something so big? And so ingrained uh, as part of our lives, like Facebook is, where it just sort of becomes like a public utility. Right. And so, and like, you just can't help but use it. And you sort of just have tacit permission because it is like electricity that flows through your house. A thing <laughs> that you like have. Kleenex. Right. Yeah. I think or it's Xerox. Like uh, term creep. There is yeah. a linguistic term for this where yeah. like Kleenex is used interchangeably, right. even though the actual. It's turns tissue paper. whatever facial yeah. tissue yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah my favorite example of that of recent years is how sharpie came to supplant magic marker as the default for fat felt tip pen well let's be let's be honest huh. about it what's magic about a magic marker i don't know the Nothing. that's what yeah, the, the smell but yeah. Says, yeah. says Sarah high in the corner <laughs> but i know what you mean i mean like something like i can see where you would be worried about putting a, t- an, a specific term like that in a movie because you're thinking it might not age well. But like mm. Facebook is not an example of that. Everyone's going to, people are probably going to still know what Facebook is in 10 years. Well, and given this particular movie, if I'm Facebook, I'm suing this shit. <laughs> AMC Network's Sundance Now is a premium streaming video service offering a rich selection of prestige dramas, heart-stopping thrillers, and gripping true crime series from around the world. Sundance Now believes that life is more enriching when experienced through perspectives that differ from our own. Why is Sundance Now so awesome? Sundance Now's catalog includes award-winning original content, international exclusives, and hard-to-find properties at a fair price. You get premium content and no commercials for as low as $4.99 a month with an annual membership. And you can enjoy it anywhere. Sundance Now works on all your favorite devices. Download the app or watch online on Apple and Android devices, Amazon Fire TV, Google Chromecast, Roku, and more. My favorite aspect of Sundance Now is their documentary library. Pop culture investigations like The Cult of J.T. Leroy, The Pussy Riot Doc, and that must-see for Project Runway fans, Bill Cunningham, New York. But the catalog is impressively deep on the true crime front, too. There are lots of films I've covered for my true crime newsletter, but just as many I haven't had a chance to watch yet. And I had to force myself not to start Valentine Road instead of recording this ad. So let's get to that promo code so that I can get back to the film and you can join me free for 30 days. Start streaming your next obsession. To try Sundance Now free for 30 days, go to SundanceNow.com and use promo code EHG. That's S-U-N-D-A-N-C-E-N-O-W dot com and use promo code E-H-G for 30 days of free streaming. Thanks, Sundance Now. <laughs> Out of everyone involved. <laughs> Got it. Myself. Know which movie you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Either one. Yeah. What? Prank caller. Sarah, you Actually, had another one that... that uh, flows right in from this one i believe these are these are related beats mm-hmm. uh it's true um much like wire fraud and mail fraud um <laughs> i'll go right into booze cop okay just ironically i would like it if they would just make up a name for a beer instead of just ordering a beer mm-hmm. which no one who has ever actually ordered a beer has ever done okay. even underage drinkers know to ask for a brand because Otherwise, you're busted as being an underage drinker. But every single... I think there has been one show, maybe, uh, 
in I think the Good Wife they had them they had them order like a I don't know legal lager or something like that. But generally <laughs> uh -huh. speaking, they're just like I'll have a beer or I'll have a lager. Like nobody. <laughs> Excuse me, barkeep. Like I would like a mug of suds, please. <laughs> yeah, sh sure. But that then, would be funny. But then they do have like booze prop names, but they never refer to them by name. So right. they sort there's of have this weird wall between them. Like can't mention the brand name, but have brand names you don't mention. Yeah, there's a there's a standard fake that I've seen on more than one show Helsner? called he Heisler. Heisler. Yeah. It's like the red. It's a red label. It's sort mm -hmm. of like vaguely German looking, as the name suggests, and so, you know, like on a diagonal. And the first time we saw it on on New Girl, Dave was like, "That's lazy. That's just a that's just a font called Heisler," which turned out not to be the case. No, it was close, but I was mistaken. But yeah, but again, you can't have them be like, "I'll have a Heisler," because no one watching the show knows what that is because it's not a real thing well there's well, a whole bunch i will say once you notice also the effort that they go to to shoot around labels yeah. and like have someone's hand over the brand mm -hmm. shows have gotten better actors have gotten better at convincingly simulating drunkenness i'd like to give <laughs> a um good citizenship citation to the good wife and the divide mm -hmm. But they do a fair bit of drinking on The Good Wife, and you never see any label. And they always, like, either shoot super close to the neck of the bottle, or Juliana Margulies has her hand, like, wrapped in this weird place where, actually, that's not how people pour wine either. But that's right. how they have to do it, so they don't have to pay whoever or Coppola wineries. Or, I mean, it's just grape juice, but mm -hmm. anyway. I guess uh, The Affair must have a very big budget then, because the second episode includes a big um, outdoor, like, summer party with uh, waitresses that they've hired passing trays of like little beer sized bottles of Moet, Moet, Moet. How do you pronounce that champagne? Moet, I Moet? guess. Okay. That's how Freddie Mercury pronounced it. <laughs> okay. So that's what we're going with. <laughs> I don't drink it. I'm stupid. So that's my excuse. Sorry, everybody. I'm gauche. Um, but they, but then they had like, I don't know if you've ever seen this because I couldn't even understand what I was looking at. It had like a funnel in the top of the bottle so that people could drink them like beers. Like they were individual oh, yeah. champagne bottles. I was wondering bottles. what that was. Yeah, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. But anyway, you could totally see. It kind of looked like you could take it off and use it as like an ear horn. It did. It looks exactly like that, and they're gold. So like, I mean, this is obviously something that comes with the case. I assume. Like, this is how to have your classy party and not dirty glasses. It's a world beyond our reach, Tara. Absolutely, yeah, we'll never know. It's maybe a catering level thing, and perhaps. Not or a regular civilian <laughs> or at just a hamptons dipsomaniacs because like that's myself. where they are <laughs> shall we move on sure uh, okay um so it's my first day in the job and <laughs> i got this new beat and i'm a little bit nervous so i'm gonna have to uh um, ask for everybody's input and help okay. in order to get my feet sure um as you know i've been hired as a cable network slogan cop <laughs> And uh, yes. I got a uh, rundown work on the USA penis case. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about him, shall we? Uh, yeah. AMC, something more, something more. What? I yeah. don't understand. Yeah. What? Lame. Something more, more than like something bore. Mm -hmm. But well, like, it's usually something more a movie plus commercials. How about AMC? We got Mad Men and Walking Dead. <laughs> you mean, that's good. Uh, guess what the HBO slogan is right now? It's not TV. It's HBO. Uh, it's no. not it. It hasn't been that for ages. Okay. I don't know. Uh, it's HBO, period. So original. Oh, lame. Ooh. Yeah, it's very Valley Girl. I don't think, uh, I don't think that's going to work. FX, yeah, Fearless. No. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, that works with their brand. It does. Uh, USA characters welcome in, in case, unless they're comedy characters, in which case, goodbye, right? Yeah. Yeah. Boo. Um, TNT. Do you know what TNT is right now? We know drama? Nope. They changed it. 
because now they're doing more action-oriented drama pieces. That's their new thing. TNT, boom. Oh, no. That's not real. Yeah. (laughs) That's terrible. You're going to have to write them up on that one. Oh, boy. A little on the nose, TNT. Mm -hmm. Uh, TBS. Yeah. Very funny. Sure. That's been that for 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 a while. And that's fine. Uh, (laughs) Spike. And we all know this is kind of the, you know... Channel the, we don't watch exactly sort UFC of, doodly yes yeah. <laughs> but get but slogan guesses um because if it really sounds like it could be a slogan uh or it could be a line from an up with people presentation okay so it's not we got roofies no that it's not we guess. got no no <laughs> I don't know come on get real oh <laughs> oh come on uh, okay this one's a puzzler the CW TV now. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Except when it isn't. Right. Like when on their streaming service or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Food Network, way more than cooking. Oh, which way. Re- That's which, dumb. That's another Valley Girl one. Which reminds me of uh, the Canadian Tire slogan from, from Canada, which is Canadian Tire, more than just tires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also Lloyd's father in Better Off Dead being like consulting his book and then telling Lloyd to mellow off. Like. <laughs> Just a little bit behind there, yeah. Pops. So Showtime has two. Showtime has a primary slogan and a secondary slogan, and I'm not sure Slogan Cop can really uh, get behind having two slogans. I think you really have to pick one and go with it. Mm-hmm. Have the courage of your conviction, Showtime. Yes. But they have the, a primary slogan of brace yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? No. Speaking of Poo okay. Cop. <laughs> and the uh, secondary slogan is hold on tight. <laughs> It's kind of just two, two, the same thing two it really ways. It is, yeah. That's, yeah, just pick one. It just seemed like the um, the agency was like really behind one, and then like at the last minute, the president of Showtime's like, yeah, I like this other one. They're like, well, what do we do? We've already right. printed all the shit up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, Stars is taking you places. All right. Okay. Like all TV does, sure. Sure. And Siffy uh, wants you to imagine, imagine greater. greater. That's kind of my favorite of all of the ones that you've said so far, I have yeah. to say. It kind of, it works for me. It's, it's, if I've accepted that sci-fi is spelled wrong, so I guess I can accept that. Yeah. It's also what you have to do while watching much of Syfy's original programming. <laughs> oh, that is so true and so apt. And I think on that, though, Slocan Cop's going to uh, go on his first day out in the world. <laughs> Wish me luck. Be careful out there. Walk, Good job. Walk, 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 walk. Don't <laughs> take any left-handed notebooks. Door open. <laughs> he should take left-handed notebooks. Since he yeah, actually, you should. Sorry. Um, all right, we'll wrap this up with a visit from Sexual Ethics Cop, who was also weighed in on the site as as we record this this week. It will now be two weeks ago by the time you hear this, but uh, About a Boy had its second season premiere. It was one of the shows. I'm not really sure why I'm watching, although in this case it was because we got a screener. And the... B plot of the episode revolves around a character having given his wife to understand that he had gotten a vasectomy, then letting his dirtbag friend talk him out of having one, and then not telling her, and now he thinks she's pregnant, and it turns out that she is. This is not a cute sitcom plot. (laughs) This is sexual violence. This is not okay. It's not okay to do. It really bothered me a lot. I was actually surprised that you weren't, that you didn't enter all caps like (laughs) a third of the way through the piece because I actually read it and then was reading back like, but wait, like that's, I mean, that's completely wrong. That's like ethically horrible from like 15 different directions. Yes. I mean, I get that a vasectomy is like a hilarious thing that sitcoms love to explore because it's about tinkering with 
dude's wieners and nothing is funnier than that <laughs> yeah meanwhile getting your tubes tied zero oh, yeah. plots tumbleweed <laughs> well because no one does it because it's not as safe as getting a vasectomy but like brooklyn 99 also did a vasectomy plot but in that one it was like i'm not so sure about it they still got to do a whole bunch of jokes about jake not knowing the difference between a vasectomy and getting castrated <laughs> and then at the end of it sergeant terry could just be like i guess i'll talk to my wife and tell her i'm not sure like yes that's what you do when you're a grown-up you don't essentially impregnate your wife against her will and then be like, it's so cute what I did. No, she didn't want to have more kids. This family already has three kids and they live in San Francisco. Like, that's enough. I also don't buy that the dirtbag friend would tell him not to get a vasectomy because why would dirtbag friend not want him to not have more kids? That's obviously in dirtbag friend's interest, speaking as a dirtbag with no kids. Um, <clears throat> but that's just one example. Yeah, that was the other thing that it was like, I don't think, you know, as a childless dirtbag myself, I was like, that's not the angle I'd take with it, but no, okay. Go get an extra vasectomy just to be sure. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is just one of many recent, uh, breaches of sexual ethics on TV. Another one being on the Mindy Project and it slipped plot line involving, uh, surprise anal sex. Also not cool and kind of hard for the perpetrator to try the it slipped argument since he is a gynecologist. So presumably he knows what parts are what in the area, I would hope. Um, <clears throat> and then went on to have Mindy so determined to let him have this experience that she got like essentially roofied herself, I think. I'm not sure what she was supposed to have taken, but it made her trip out. So I think we can agree if you have to take a drug to engage in a sexual practice, it's not probably something you really want to do. Um, then there was also the opium-induced gang rape on American Horror Story, which we also discussed in a recent episode. It's not, not cool to do, even if you run a freak show. It's not, not really ethical or nice. Um, <clears throat> or explicable. Like, what do they need her for? Right. Yeah, she's already given you the uniform. Like, what? yeah, that made no sense from a plot perspective either. Yeah, just like drop her off at a church or something. Bye-bye. You got what you needed. Um, get it. One of the worst breaches of sexual ethics um, was perpetrated by Dr. Drew on the t recent Teen Mom 2 reunion specials, getting all up in people's business, which I know is partly his job. But like Adam and Chelsea have not been together for a while. If she tells you it's been a long time since they hooked up, move on. <laughs> Stop trying to trap her in what you think is a lie. It's none of your fucking business. Like of all of the couples on the show, which none of them are still together with their original partners. Like those are the ones that are probably, I mean, she at least is doing the best. So like Dr. Drew needling her and the grace that she handled it with was like shocking on both sides because really made me get on Chelsea's side in a way that I never have been before. And so since I've been talking about breaches, I feel like I should also mention some, uh, give out some good citizenship awards, as Sarah put it, to um, <clears throat> How to Get Away with Murder, which has a honeypot character who's getting everything he wants through sexual espionage by having sex with other dudes. Awesome. It's about time. And um, Scandal, which had an episode about a illicit sex tape involving the first daughter and it really skillfully threaded the needle of um slut shaming uh they didn't make it seem like it was not okay for her to have done that if that's what she wanted even her mother at talking to her afterwards is like if you tell me that you did this because you were happy and turned on and excited i think that's great like absolutely if you want to have a threesome when you're in high school sure <laughs> this was kind of a weird situation but you know if she was consenting and she said that she was then you know other than the fact that it was on film and she's the president's daughter that that part was not great but 
the rest of it, I was really impressed that they didn't like try to make her seem like, you know, she was a whore. She was just in an unfortunate situation given the aftermath. So good job, Scandal. Any other examples? Anyone else from shows maybe that I don't watch? No, I don't think so. Nope. (laughs) All right. Good roll call. Um, Now I guess we can all go out in the world and uh, start slapping tickets or whatever else on various offenders of television. Yeah, like toilet paper. You got to tell us to be careful out there. Okay, yeah, be careful out there.